Travelcast B-Sides, Episode 63, Doorstepping, by Kelda Critch. Kelda Critch is a newborn entity. She's been lurking in her creator's mind for a few years. Now she's out in the open. Find Kelda in London looking at strange things in London's medical museums, or in her blog, keldacritchblog.blogspot.co.uk. Kelda's works appeared in The Lovecraft E-Zine, Journal of Unlikely Acceptances, Dreams from the Witch House, and in the Bram Stoker Award-winning After Death Anthology. So without further ado, we bring you Doorstepping by Kelda Critch. There was a buzz at the door. Mike Jansen sighed, just when you got yourself settled after a long day working on the cheese counter, just when you were looking forward to some quality TV, the door had to go. He'd been standing up all day. His feet were killing him. He nestled down into the settee, deciding to ignore the buzz. He turned up the TV just a little. Buzz, buzz, bleeding buzz. The caller was a persistent fellow, make no mistake. Mike placed his copy of Top Telepix on the settee cushion next to a plate of crackers and cheese. Cheese that was, but shouldn't be, covered in fine blue mold. Shop-soiled cheese was about the only perk he had. He made his way down the hall, pausing to glance in the hall mirror to check that he looked respectable. Last week, he'd opened the door to a young woman selling security alarms. She'd said Mike looked awfully tired. She seemed very concerned about his health. It had spoilt the night. Nobody likes to hear that they looked tired, especially when they're feeling fine. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Hold your horses, I'm coming. Mike opened the door and nodded at the ten-foot fungoid crustacean alien that stood there. It was naked, except for its shell. Did that count? A shell suit. Lights flashed over its pink cauliflowered head. Its headish antenna quivered. It clutched a clipboard in one of its four arms. Next door's dog was barking like Billy O. Mike stared at the alien who nodded its head in Mike's direction half a dozen times in a friendly, albeit non-communicative manner. So, said Mike, after an awkward pause, what can I help you with? Pardon my manners, sir. I've an awful habit of trying to communicate telepathically. The alien's voice buzzed through seven shades of pink hell. Can I just ask, is this a dog-free establishment? I don't have a dog. Good, good. Not that we Mego have anything against dogs. We love them. Alas, they do not love us. Cats aren't too keen on us either. Maybe it's our fifth dimensional miasma. Mike didn't know what a fifth dimensional miasma was, and he didn't really care. All he knew was that this conversation was keeping him from a settee. No dogs, no cats. Can I help you with something, mate? No cats or dogs. Are you very sure? We do have a hamster, but it's in a cage. I am a foot solider of democracy, said the alien. I'm prepared to risk it. It flexed its membranous wings. Ahem. Good evening, sir. It's time for a change. The alien was obviously quoting from a script. The main parties aren't working. I am personally interacting with you for the purpose of persuasion. I am jolly well canvassing. 
Uh, for what party? asked Mike. The alien tapped its chest. Then its claws scrabbled out a little, seeking something that wasn't there. Rats, it's fallen off again. There's nowhere to pin it, and the glue just doesn't want to. But listen to me jibber-jabbering on. The alien moved its claw with a whisk of what was possibly the interface of strange realities, cubed and distorted. A new rosette appeared. Think pink, it said. I think that slogan's taken. Nerds, said the alien. Headquarters really need to check these things. Well, no matter. The abominable Mego party still offers an alternative to the current spectrum. It's time for a change. I'm listening, said Mike. You are? Hotsy totsy. I knew you were a man who knew his onions. The alien hopped a little happy dance on its claws. The next few sentences it spoke were not in words, but in buzzes. I can't understand you, mate, said Mike. I do beg your pardon. My surgery isn't quite complete. Mike nodded. How long did you have to wait for your surgery? My Onan had to wait six years for her hip replacement. It's a bleeding disgrace. Now you are on the trolley, sir. The Mego are exceptional surgeons. We plan to Fulleroy support the NHS. One thousands Mego surgeons devoted to surgery and experimentation are prepared to work for no moolah, no additional cost to the taxpayer. Um, experimentation? University hospitals and the like? said the alien smoothly. We can't wait to get our claws into your sick and elderly. Free surgery for all. That's, well, that's good to hear, said Mike. What about aftercare? Nan was in a care home, and Mike wasn't convinced that the carers were as kind as they could be. It worried him. Worry not, my old bean, said the pink one. Our manifesto promises that every voter is disembodied and decanted into a metal cylinder at no cost to the taxpayer. Hmm, he'd heard of that, he thought. And what exactly happens in these cylinders? All of your wonderful dreams come true, a brain free from all earthly distractions. It sounded better than Nan's care home. What's the Mego on immigration? <laughs> immigration for all. A galaxy without borders. Total and utter immigration. Mike nodded. He liked what he was hearing. His ex was Romanian. And say what you like about her, she knew how to graft. All the Romanians Mike knew were bleeding hard workers. Mike heard a rattling noise. It seemed to be coming from the roof. He looked up. What's that noise? Apologies, my delightful sir, said the pink one. They are my broodlings. It's my turn to supervise them, and I thought they'd benefit from seeing me engage in the democratic process. But while my back was turned, they nipped up onto your roof. They are a handful, making no mistake. Mike nodded. He knew how that was. He had the kids over alternative weekends and on Wednesdays. They could be a handful, all right. Education is the answer, said the Mego. And little classroom discipline, said Mike. 
Yes, sirree, Bob, agreed the alien. We will raise education standards by introducing Earth broodlings to the intergalactic curriculum, ancient wisdom of the universe, that kind of teacup. <laughs> we'll raise standards, all right, the Migo said the alien, with only a slightly ominous pause. We'll introduce discipline into the classroom. Well, that could only be a good thing. But there was one thing that Mike wasn't sure about. What about your leader? I've heard some things about him. The alien flushed a deep cerise. Blasted negative campaigning. Did you hear that he wanted to wear the head of the prime minister as a hat or wear the opposition leader's hands as a pair of gloves? I, I didn't hear that, said Mike. He was pretty sure he would have remembered that. Oh, well, good, because it's all horse's feathers. He who is not to be named is a fine fellow. The bee's knees, the elephant's adenoids, the cat's meow and the ant's pants, the tiger's spots, the tadpole's teddies. Okay, I get the picture. There is no big cheese of finer qualities, said the alien. Mike smiled. A fine big cheese, you say? Abso-positively, lutely, Mike made his decision. Sign me up, he said. For the cylinder, said the pink one, materializing a metal cylinder with alarming speed. Oh, steady, mate, said Mike. I'll start by putting a poster in my window or something. Hot dog, said the alien, clattering a little happy dance. He who is not to be named had his faults, for sure. But what politician didn't? At least the abominables were bringing something new to the table. Nice fellow, thought Mike, tacking up the pink poster in the corner of his window. Britain wasn't working, and that was for sure. A government of pink, fungoid crustaceans led by an eternal that may or may not wish to amputate for the purposes of accessorization. A party that was pro-immigration, strong on the NHS and education, could just be what the country needed. The Migo seemed like people with a plan. Mike had been impressed by the alien's passion. Perhaps it was time for a change. What's the worst that could happen? This story was brought to you by Travelcast Productions. Special thanks to our episode artist, Travelcast art director, Bo Kyer. And special thanks to you, the Travelcast B-Side subscriber, for supporting the Travelcast with your generous donations. You make this whole thing happen. And for that, very grateful and eternal are we. Mm-hmm.